you ever stumbled across somebody else's journal or diary and wanted so badly to read what secrets were hidden inside? Welcome to So So This This Is Love, Love, episode 20. Episode 20. (laughs) Uh, My name is Aaron. And my name is Leslie. And welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, welcome back. This is, uh, like we said, episode 20. Episode 20. Can you believe that we, this is the 20th episode. Yes. We've spent at least 20 weeks doing (laughs) this this podcast. Like, 20 weeks is a long time. That's a really long time. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. And we're going to have, like, so many more weeks. I know, because... We're we're... not even halfway through your journal yet. No. But we are in October. Yeah. Which, a year from this time, we're married. We are. Yeah. So, we're making some progress. Yeah. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to get into a couple more journal entries from when Leslie was in Abilene. With Kareth and Chase. On her solo vacation. Hey. Without me. Yes. You'll hear all about it. (laughs) October 14th, 2007. Tonight I prayed on my knees again. I feel such comfort when I'm there. I prayed that God would clearly reveal his will for my relationship with you. I asked him to take what I'm feeling away if you're not a part of his plan for me. I also prayed that if his plan is for me to be without you, that he would begin to prepare my heart for what is inevitably to come when I get home on Saturday. I asked him to please change my heart and my attitude towards this choice you've made for us not to talk this evening. As I was climbing into bed, it hit me. I shouldn't even question why you made the decision that you did. I don't need an explanation. I just need to say okay. I do trust that this is something you've spoken with God about and that you're being obedient to whatever he's asked you to do. I trust that you know what God wants. Today I went with Kareth to church. The music was good. Different worship style, but beautiful and uplifting. The message was about sin and the consequences of sin. Pastor David talked about how we all fall short. The big picture behind it all. Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden and how that choice to eat from the tree of knowledge is why we all fall short. He talked about the difference between sin and transgression. Sin means to fall short no matter how hard we try. Transgression means to go past. It is a deliberate, willful decision to go beyond and do what is wrong. He also talked about iniquity and how it has to do with the attitude of my heart. It's in my nature to do my own thing, a nature I was born with. This is something God works on in us when we ask. Because of sin, we feel emotional, distress, disappointment, and relational strife. Of course, all due to fear. At that moment, I thought, Father, are you saying no? And then he talked about how love is a choice and how in choosing to love someone, we're risking rejection and how God created us because he wanted, because he wanted to, not because he needed to. God permits the privilege to say no to his love. I was reminded that our God is a jealous God. He wants me to want him more than anything or anyone. I don't want anything or anyone more than I want or need God. After church, Chase made a sizzling fajita plate for Kareth and I. It was really good. And then we napped for a few hours. We woke up, went back to Carrots, and watched Employee of the Month. 
Dane Cook was in it. It was a cute movie. So I lie here, and I don't know what lies ahead of this moment. I don't want to know, honestly. One day at a time, a moment at a time, an hour, a minute at a time. God's in complete control. Father, thank you for all you showed me and spoke to me about today. I guess I forgot that I should be broken before you always. You're my comfort, strength, peace, and foundation. Please continue to stretch me, mold me into the woman you've planned for me to be. I only want what you want for my life, Lord. I'm wholly yours. I belong to you. I I surrender to you. I only want your will for my life. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. October 16th, 2007. Today was spent in complete relaxation. I woke up at 11.45 a.m., took a shower. I wrote the chorus of a song that came into my head in the shower, and then I watched Crash. Pretty good movie. I sat and enjoyed the very beautiful weather here. The weather is so nice. So nice that the AC has yet to be turned on since Saturday. Today is Tuesday. The windows are open, and that's it. I've been freezing at night, but it's still so fabulous. Carrot's house is super cozy, and I'm so comfortable here. The neighborhood is nice and quiet. The whole city is pretty quiet. Last night, I went to small group with Carrot and Chase. 2020 is what they call it. It was basically a follow-up to the message from Sunday. We talked about sin. Are we sinners even though we've been redeemed? Great insights and truth. It was very cool. I called you around 9.30 p.m. You were at your parents' house. It was nice to hear your voice. I had to try really hard not to cry. I haven't spoken to you since Saturday night. Today I talked to you for about a minute. I asked for my peace of mind if we were okay, and you said we were, unless I wasn't okay. I told you I was. And then said that since you were at your parents, I would let you go. You said, talk to you later? I said, sure. It's 10.45 p.m. Later apparently does not mean today. I'm sad, and although I'm enjoying myself, I feel a bit emotionally drained. I feel like it doesn't bother you that you haven't talked to me, like you could care less, like you haven't missed me or thought about me at all. I'm sad. But God is my happiness, excitement, and encouragement today. I feel like he's bringing me through another season and preparing me for something. I just don't know what it is. Father, thank you for a very relaxing day. Thank you for the beautiful weather here in Abilene. Thank you so much for the friend you've given me in Kareth. I pray that you would bless her beyond relief. Protect her relationship with Chase. Thank you for your love, grace, and mercy. Although I'm not worthy, in my own mind, you continue to remind me that you have deemed me worthy through your son, Jesus Christ. Comfort me, Lord. Hold me in your arms and don't let me go, please. I need you more than anything. Protect Aaron spiritually. Father, I pray that he would continue to run after you, that he would be obedient to you. I pray that he would continue to want to please you and no one else. Speak to his heart before I get home, Lord. Whatever's on his mind tonight, help him find the answers that he needs. Give him your wisdom, Lord. Fill me with your wisdom about that card. I only want to do what you want me to do. Help me to continue to have a great relaxing vacation. I pray all these things in your son Jesus Christ's name. Amen. October 17th, 2007. I spent another day doing absolutely nothing. It was so fabulously relaxing. I watched a couple of movies. Kareth and Chase came home for lunch. I slept some. Kareth and Chase came home for dinner. (laughs) Chase left and Kareth and I went to Starbucks. Good girl talk. 
My sister called me tonight to tell me that she loved me, asked how my vacation was going. I told her it was going great. She asked if I missed you. I told her yes, and I explained the situation at hand. And she said, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. God saw fit that Aaron is good for you. He's not going to take him away. And I said, I hope so. It was nice to hear she believed that for me. Aaron, I miss you. I miss your face, your smile, your laugh, your encouragement, your sincerity, your voice, everything about you. After this vacation, I don't want to go on another one unless it's with you. You're my companion. You're my best friend. And I miss your presence. Father, please let everything really be okay with us. He was so weird the week I left. And then not having contact with him this week has been even weirder. It scares me that he's rethinking me, that you're telling him no. I have faith that he's it for me. You brought him into my life. Why would you do that and then take him away? I'll try to understand if that is indeed what you're doing, Lord. I trust you. I know you have your best plan for me, whatever or whoever it is. Father, help me guard my heart. Protect Aaron's heart, too. We want your will. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. October 18th, 2007. I have never in my life been more excited for a Thursday to be over. Tomorrow is Friday, and then Saturday I get to go back home. A part of me is a little fearful of what I'm going home to. Not knowing what you're thinking or feeling since I've been gone makes me quite fearful. I miss you. I laid down to go to sleep with my MP3 player on. I had to turn it off because all I'm doing is crying. I don't want to be this far away from you again. I did talk to Nilda for a couple of minutes today. I told her that I'm ready to go home. I did some shopping. Two shirts at Old Navy, a shirt, shoes, a jacket, some earrings, and my perfume at Kohl's. Really good sales. Tomorrow I'm picking up gifts for you, John and Nilda. I also get to go to the zoo and some little Mexican restaurant the white people here rave about. (laughs) I'm already packed to go home. That's how bad I want to be back. Tonight, some of Kareth and Chase's friends came over and we played Settlers of Catan. Not as fun as playing with you and Nilda. It's chilly out tonight, around 49 degrees or so. It's really nice. You would love it. So, have I told you that I miss you? A lot. I don't even know what I'm going to say when I see you. The sad part is I may just cry a whole bunch, even more because you can't welcome me home with a hug. Lord, thank you for another beautiful day. Father, please let tomorrow just fly by quickly. Give us a safe and quick trip back to Dallas on Saturday morning as well. Let my planes leave and arrive on time. Let me get to my planes on time as well. Father, I pray that you would give me complete peace about Saturday. Comfort me. Please prepare my heart for whatever it is you have planned. I'm fearful that things have changed. Father, you said I can ask boldly for the desires of my heart, and right now I ask that when I get home, that I will only find that me being away has strengthened the bond between Aaron and I. I pray that his heart has grown grown fonder of me the way mine has for him. Speak to our hearts and let us clearly see your will. I pray these things in your son, Jesus. October 19th, 2007. This is my last night in Abilene. I'm excited to get back home. I spent all day out and about with Kareth looking for gifts for John, Nilda, and Aaron. I got Nilda some earrings and beautiful hair clips from Zada. I got Aaron a monk's t-shirt that says, Keep Abilene Boring. A t-shirt from The Gap and some peanut butter cups from Valletta's Chocolate. I got John chocolate cashews. I wanted to get him a keychain from Abilene too, but 
No place sold any. I looked everywhere we went. I know he'll like the chocolate, and if he doesn't, oh well. Can't please everyone, right? So as I was writing earlier, I'm excited to get back home, but very fearful about arriving at the airport to meet Aaron. I haven't really spoken to him. I don't know how I'll be emotionally. Mad, sad, happy, excited, maybe all of them. I'm sure I'll have to hold back tears the second I see him, and I won't be able to look him in the eyes. I'm anxious, and I feel sick just thinking about it. I'm packed. I just need my bathroom stuff to be collected, but not until after my morning shower. Father, please calm my anxious heart and mind. Tomorrow when I see Aaron, help me to hold it together. I'm powerless in this relationship. Lord, you are in control. Help me to choose joy tomorrow, Lord, no matter what happens. Thank you for this trip. Thank you for providing the means in which I could travel. Thank you for Kareth and Chase and their generous friendships. Bless them over and beyond. Please protect us on our trip to Dallas tomorrow morning. Help us to get to the airport on time. Let there be no problems and send double angels with us. Thank you for letting me rest. I'm excited to go back to work, refreshed and renewed in spirit. Lord, I want all the blessings you have for me. So if I am doing something out of your will, reveal it to me. I pray all these things because I know you will answer my prayers. Please protect Aaron tonight and tomorrow on his way to pick me up. Let us enjoy each other's company on the way back to Brownsville and genuinely be honest with each other. Protect our hearts and our minds. Reveal your will for our lives together or apart, Lord. I pray all these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's, I don't know, dive in. Yeah. October 14th. Uh Uh-huh. You you prayed about our relationship. Yeah. And that was the whole point of us taking that time that we were already going to be separated from each other due to, like... Not unforeseen events, but, like, previously planned uh-huh. events. Like, because right. you'd planned this vacation for yourself yes. before we even got together. Yes. It was, like, months and months before we started yeah. dating. Because we weren't dating. I didn't we have a boyfriend. Yeah. I was like, I'm going on vacation. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. You know? Uh, but so, that was coming up, and I was like, okay, because, like I, like I said last week, um, I was thinking, well, am I in love? And that this was going to be a perfect opportunity since we were already going to be separated Mm -hmm. for us to, in that separation, Uh take time to pray about what God was telling us. Except that you didn't say anything to me about it. Yeah. I get the miscommunication part of it. Uh Uh-huh. I do. Uh, But you still did it. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? You still ended up doing what... The whole purpose behind. Oh, your purpose. Yes. Your purpose. God's purpose. Uh huh. God's purpose. Sure. Um, Before before you go on though, I want to talk about Kareth. Okay, talk about Kareth because no one knows who Kareth is. Okay. And so then I can tell her, Kareth, you have to listen to this episode because (laughs) I talk about you and Chase in it. All right. So Kareth. Oh, I miss them. Me too. They have pretty little babies now. We had like one magical night together. Kareth is a good friend, and she moved to Brownsville, and I met her at church, mm-hmm. um, 
And she, we became fast friends. You know, we were both single. and I made banana pudding at her apartment. You did. And um, she was just this sweet, sweet girl. And she was always so encouraging. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she loved Jesus. So we did small group together. We were just connected at church, you know. And then, then she moved. Yeah, to Abilene. She moved to Abilene. And, um, well, actually, she moved a few. I think she was, after she left here, she became a flight attendant. A flight so attendant. She did that for a little stewardess. while. A stewardess, yes. And um, and then she ended up in Abilene, and that's where she met Chase. Mm-hmm. And so her and Chase were dating at the time. Um, and I have to tell you that when I met Chase, I just thought, oh, my gosh, this guy is so perfect for her. Yeah, he's 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 really cool. He's super awesome. I really liked him a lot. And, and he's also seven years younger than her. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, you know... Kara's Kara's been my friend, so when she moved away, I missed her, and I was like, I'm going to go visit you, and so I planned a vacation to go and see her, and I loved Abilene. It was just the quietest little town. (laughs) Keep Abilene boring. Yes, and I don't even know if Monk's Coffee Shop is still there, but I love that shirt. I think I found our shirts the other day. Um, I had like a yellow one. You had navy blue with red, and I had yellow with red, and I bought them there. Um, but it was just a cute little town. And I remember going to this barbecue place that I think is closed now. Um, she took me to this barbecue place. It was super good. And we also went, um, to this place called Zadar or something like that. And it had like all these like hair accessories and oh, earrings. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you bought Nelda some stuff from there. Yeah, it was a really cool place. I still have a couple of those hair clips somewhere. Um, well, another cool thing about Carrot is she was like the first person... That you told about me. Yeah. About liking me. Yes. I think you mentioned that in the journal. Yeah. Entry. But like we kind of glossed over. It was like, I told Carithis. Yes. Yeah. And so Carith is still my friend and I love her dearly. She lives in Hawaii. Hawaii. She lives in Hawaii now with her beautiful family. She needs she, to invite us over. She has. She's already told us we can go visit. I know. But she married Chase. She did. Yay. She got married to Chase and they have beautiful children. And I mean beautiful children. And she does CrossFit too, which oh, makes yeah. me super happy. And she did CrossFit all like through her pregnancy, which is super cool. That's hilarious. <laughs> and um, so it's just been cool. We keep in touch on Facebook. We don't get to talk very often because no. she's got a busy life, you know. Yeah. Um, but Kareth, I love you so much, and I'm just glad I get to talk about you today. What's up, Chase? <laughs> and Chase, I love you too. Um. Yeah. Hi, Layla. Oh, guys, we have a dog. She turned five on March 21st. Happy she's, birthday. She's a black lab. And she has decided that she wants to be over by us right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so back to back to your, your journal entry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole you know, purpose yes. of all that. Yes, your gets, purpose. Uh-huh. No, God's purpose okay. gets met. Okay. Um, and you had this, like, really... <laughs> Cool epiphany like moment. Hold on. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. She had, Layla does this thing where she flaps her ears and she did it right on my my belly. Okay. Um, okay. So you had this really cool moment um, where you you understood <laughs> that I was only trying to do what God wanted me to do. Yes. And that you said that you trusted me, that I was listening to God, right? Right. Um, 
But even in that, ten years later, you still get mad. When you think about this time, <laughs> can you <laughs> make these two puzzle pieces connect? Right. Because this is like round hole square peg or something <laughs> like that right now for me. Here's the thing. This is not connecting. Here's the thing. Yes. Please. We got married. Uh, yes, that's done and over with. Praise the Lord. No, but even in that time, like, this is at the beginning. Uh, like, this is one of your first, I'm second a, nights in Abilene. You know what? I'm a girl. You're a girl. I get it. I understand. <laughs> I'm very happy that I married a girl. Um, we've discussed that. But you wrote it down. I did. You wrote down, Aaron, I trust you. God, I trust you. Mm-hmm. Like, you, this you is know, happening for a reason. You know, you know what's super cool about journals? <sighs> Talk to me. Is that you get to see the struggle on paper. Oh, you mean the crazy. I guess. But it's so you get to see the struggle on paper. Like, you think, I know, like, I think, like, and I think most women think, we're not crazy. Okay. We do. I, I think. I think for the most part, we think. This is normal. But when I... Don't think that when I'm reading through this journal, I don't think I'm crazy, okay? Like, again, this is why I'm in Celebrate Recovery. There we go. You know? Okay. So, when when you read that tonight, mm-hmm. because, like, we're, we're not, like, reading these in advance or anything. Right. What, what did you think? Like, were you, like, <laughs> yay, Leslie. Like, go, Leslie, for your, like, insight. And then... You were still struggling after that. This is, you know, I was also, see, in 2007, how old was I in 2007? I don't know. Um, I was like 29, 30? 29. 29. I'm still 29. You're 29. I was not 30 yet. <laughs> 30 is not like the line of demarcation of grown up. I know, but I don't even know how to explain it. Oh, okay, but like, you read it tonight, and what did you think when you read those words? Which, which words? About, like... The little revelation that I had? Yes. That's cool. Like, I wrote it down. and then, But as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, in a few seconds, I'm going to be like, God, why? <laughs> you know? Like, I know. When I'm reading through this, I'm like, ugh. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with you? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I'm not crazy for thinking that, right? No. But you're mean. I'm not mean. Yes, you are. No, I just like I find it like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and then drink my liqueur. No, you're not actually. Um Oh and then and then uh you you were talking about sitting in the in the church service and the uh-huh. pastor was talking about um love is the risk of rejection. Uh-huh. And you were talking to me about this the other day and it wasn't on the podcast. No, um, because in the small group that I'm in right now, mm-hmm. it's a, we're doing Beth Moore's Fruits and yes, Spirit. Yes, yes, And um, we like talked about rejection. Um, she talked about rejection and how when we decide to love someone, whether it's a, a romantic relationship, whether it's a friendship. a friendship or with siblings or family, like when you love someone, you're at risk for rejection. And, yeah. you know, if you never love then you'll never have to worry about rejection. But that's so but sad. why would we do that? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. All right. And then um, the next couple of days, you kind of flip back and forth. Uh, we talked for at 930 for like a minute 
Yeah. You said you were at your parents' house. I was at my parents' house, and <sighs> you you were like, "Oh well, I'll let you go," and I was like, "Okay, we'll talk later." And later, it was obviously not later that day. No, and you know we still have this discussion about later. Now that we're married, well, almost. We also years. had the follow-up discussion <laughs> of determining an actual time. Yes. Right. Like what is later? What is later? Because okay. I'll call you back in an hour and a half. <laughs> yes, and that happened after this. I mean, I know we had the discussion of um, your later is not my later. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. your yeah. later is is really it's like when I ask you to do something, short. it means do it now, not in two no, hours. No, you still have to tell me if you want it now <laughs> or later. Uh, your your uh, definition of later is really short compared to my definition of later, which kind of extends like. To infinity, as long as it happens. Part of your passivity. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, wrote down a phrase, mm-hmm. uh, and this is something that we have had major discussions about. <laughs> and you're laughing because you're reading my notes. I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. Like I could care less. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys can't see me right now, but I'm giving her the face. I should snap a picture of it and yeah. post it on, on Instagram. Like I could care less. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we've talked about this. Yes. Right? Yes. Why what? are you getting so mad? Because. Well, you talk about me. You're not like, why does this bother you still, Leslie? Because this <laughs> is bothersome. Okay. <laughs> what What is. What is behind this recurring accusation? It's my journal. I don't know. No, but not just in this journal, but 10 years later. Not even 10 years later. Yeah, 10 years later. Mm-hmm. You. I think, in, okay, if you really. Of emotion, okay, if you really want to know what it is. Yeah, please tell me. It's again part of your passivity, the passiveness that is you. Okay. Okay, you're very passive. I'm passive. Anybody who knows you knows that you're pretty passive. Yeah. No, yeah. I also struggle with control, so it's weird. You're, you're very laid back. Mm-hmm. And if I'm upset, you don't always respond. You kind of just sit there. So in this time that I'm away, all I get is one minute on the phone with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're thinking. Okay. I don't know how you're feeling. Right. I can't hear your voice. Nope. I can't see your face. Mm-mm. So all I can think is... You could care less because you haven't do- done anything at this point to show that you do. Mm-hmm. So at that moment in my life, that's what that was about. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. It does. On the opposite side, though, is just because I'm not responding in a way that you want me to respond, Mm -hmm. that you would like for me to respond. Mm -hmm. And I think we touched on this when, when Cherie was talking about her and Donald. Yeah. Right. Uh, Where Donald didn't have this response, this reaction that would have made Cherie feel loved and cared for Mm -hmm. because he didn't, uh, what's the word? He didn't enter into her crazy. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, he was he was passive about it. Like, um, and to be fair, he should have done something mm-hmm. more than what he had done. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, you should have done something. At that point, yeah. Yes. At that point, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I was trying to be good. Like, I was trying to do what I wanted me to do, and I thought this is the best way to do it. Obviously not. Okay. See, and that's all good and nice and fair that you wanted to do what God wanted you to do. Yes. But you still didn't talk to me about it. I didn't communicate it. I get it. Exactly. There was no communication. I did not communicate well. Right. Please forgive me. I forgave you a long time ago. not communicating well 10 years ago. (laughs) I forgave you a long time ago, remember? But, but even even like today, even even in our marriage now, when you tell me like it's like I don't care, mm-hmm. you obviously know that's false. And still You say it, years, I don't understand. And still ten years later, you don't give me the response that I ask for every time. Which is Which is a response. I respond. No. Yes. No, sir, you do not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. What what is their lack of response from? Sometimes you say nothing. Sometimes you just look at me. Sometimes you just keep doing what you're doing and it feels like you could care less. No. And and we've had this discussion every time uh-huh. that something happens. Mm-hmm. And you I explain to you, right? And I, but I explain to you why I feel that way. Because you did, you didn't do this, or you didn't do that. So it it gets communicated after the fact, which I get it. But the next time, you should respond. I do. No, you don't. <laughs> and then there, are time- guys, oh. I just, we, you just have to know, like Aaron and I love being married to each other. Like this is. Talking about this, this is something we do. And it's great because we can sit here in front of each other and smile and talk about it. And it's part of why I love being married to you. Welcome to marriage, everybody. Because we can have discussions like this. Yes. And not be angry with each other. And not be like, I want a divorce. Yeah. You know, like, so, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move on. Okay. Because we could just talk about this. We could talk about that forever. And, you know, I bet there are lots of married people who have this same struggle in their marriage. Guys, if you struggle with this, will you let us know? Because, like... I'm not alone, right? There are other guys out there, there are other women out there. Uh, I just... Hmm. Drop us an email. Yeah. So this is love at yahoo.com. <laughs> Tell us all about it. Uh, October 17th, um, you talked about something that reminded me of um, uh, Eat, Pray, Love, the joy of doing nothing, because hmm. right? you just did nothing that day. That yeah. was cool. Um, but you were missing me. Mm-hmm. And you decided to never, ever again go on a vacation without me. <laughs> Aren't you happy that I did? Check. And I didn't after that. Nope. The next vacation I went on was with you and it was our honeymoon. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was another, like, <laughs> goal. Oh, was it? So you were Checked punishing off. me. No. Is that what you're saying? No. So what you're saying what? is that you were punishing me no, what for going I'm on saying? vacation without okay, you. Okay, look. Let me... Let me say it like this. Okay. What I'm saying is that your suffering in that time. Go on. Was a side effect 
your suffering was a side effect. And it didn't necessarily make me happy, but it didn't necessarily make me sad either. Mm-hmm. That'll be up on Instagram later. <laughs> she recorded me. <laughs> because on 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 the like godly side of me, I mean I was trying to do what God wanted me to do. On the like selfish human being man side of me, I was kinda happy that I mean not not happy, but I was okay with the fact that you we're deciding to never leave me again. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Is that wrong? No. Would you have felt the same way? Probably. Like if you were on my side? Probably. And you had made that decision? Well, no. No, I don't think so. Why? Because I'm nice. Because... <laughs> What? Right. All right. And then um, the next day, you were already, like, packed and ready to go. You just wanted to come home. Settlers of Catan. What is that? I don't know if anybody knows what that is. Settlers of Catan is the combination of Monopoly and Risk. I love that game. But you can't play it with everybody. No. I don't know what you're doing right now. Hmm. She's taking a picture. No. Or she's doing... I don't know what she's doing. You just keep talking. I was asking you about Settlers of Catan. Settlers of Catan. I said it's a combination of Monopoly and Risk. Well, you, we'll, we'll, we'll put a link in the in the show notes and, and everybody can go uh, see what that is. And then October 19th, the last night, um, you got me a shirt that says, Keep Abilene Boring. And I wrote down... Something earlier that I wanted to, at this point, come back to. Because you mentioned, again, how fearful you were. Um, And I think that fear plays a huge role in relationships. Can you talk about, like, the fear that, that you felt? Or, like, that a girl feels in this kind of, like, dating, courting relationship? Well... I mean, there's that fear. Well, and I know that for me, because of my past and the way that I used to equate love and caring with touch, Mm -hmm. with sex, with, you know, that was how I, that was what I equated love with, you know? And so because none of that was happening for us, we couldn't say certain things. We couldn't do certain things. Um, It was really hard to really... For my flesh mm-hmm. to be at peace with that if you said something or being in a relationship with me was even going to go any further than just being in a relationship with me. To be satisfied or to be like To feel into? secure. Ah. The security of it. Because as much as I was in bad relationships before I knew the Lord, like. And they were all terrible because having sex with someone didn't mean they loved me. No. Or having someone whisper sweet nothings in my hair in my ear didn't mean they loved me. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was used to. Yeah. So complete opposite end of the spectrum, I get nothing like that. Like that. 
I mean, you were going to need something. Yes. Because obviously we were dating. Right. I was telling you nice things. Yes. We were going on dates. We were doing all things. But it was different for me. And it was hard. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that's like... I mean, I, I, I think about it as an addict as well. Like, mm-hmm. being an alcoholic and a drug addict. Like, I went from that life to a clean and sober life in months. Mm-hmm. And those two lives are different. Mm-hmm. You know? So learning to live again in this, like, from learning, from living in one life and learning to live in another life, like, well, it's hard. And I always felt insecure. Okay. Okay. So even now, like, in our marriage, sometimes it's still hard. Like, there's, the, I fight with that, you mm-hmm. know? And I think, I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's abnormal, um, especially with my past. Like, as much as I've worked through it and I've done a lot of work there's still that insecurity and that fear of, mm-hmm. is this going to work? Is he going to leave me like everybody else did? Yeah. You know, things like that. And I think that that's completely normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but not healthy. But not healthy. It's definitely not something that's healthy, which is why I've done so much work <laughs> and why I've done so many 12 steps because I, you know, God brings things up for me or things mm-hmm. happen in our marriage and I get to write that down and I get to see the pattern. And I also get to see where those lies that the enemy tells me, like, he's mm-hmm. going to leave you, mm-hmm. you're a terrible wife, you're a terrible woman. <laughs> All those things are not true. Yeah. You know? And I get to see that. And mm-hmm. so it becomes less and less of the old Leslie and more and more of the new Leslie. Yeah. You know? I think, like... For men, there's a fear of, um, what's the word? Being vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? That's that's always a big thing. Kind of easy for for most women to do, um, because I think vulnerability comes with an emotional connection, that emotional level that that women inherently kind of like are leaned towards or bent towards and men, not so much, you know, men don't really talk about their feelings. Men don't really like understand always their feelings. Um, so I know after we got married and, and while we were dating and then after we got married, when we had those moments where like I, I was intentionally being vulnerable, I'd be like crying like tears would come down my face because that's hard for a man to do, you know, just to be like, okay, so here's something new, not, not new, but like, here's something that I wouldn't normally tell anybody else. Right. Right. And you being my girlfriend or my wife, um, as it were, is like, I, I, I don't do this. Like, this is not something that I do, but I'm going to do it because I love you. Um, and I'm afraid that if I do share this with you, and then, like, maybe you could use it against me. See, and then that's your thing. Yes. Like, that's your, you know. Yes. Yeah. And that is a fear that I carry where, like, you know everything about me. I do, but I love you, and it's not like I, I would know. ever use any of that I know. against you. I, well, I mean, I hope not, and I believe that you won't. Right. But that is still, like, an insecurity that I carry, mm-hmm. where 
you know all these things about me. If you really ever, like, I don't know how to concussion and woke up and were this different person, <laughs> um, you could use all these things against me. Because in my past, that's what these other people did. If I was ever vulnerable with, like, um, somebody I was close to, and then they turned around and they were like, oh, you were just, you know, my worst fears realized and then telling <laughs> me things. Like, that, that's a scary thing. Yeah. But it's the same way for me, too. You know? So, I just... And I, and I think, you know, being able to talk about those things is really cool. Um, it's also, I think... I think, <laughs> I think it's really... I think it's so important in marriage, in relationships that you know are going to go somewhere besides dating, mm-hmm. that you should be able to talk about those insecurities with each other. Because if you can't, well, you're going to be stuck. With each other. Yeah. And it's just, you should be able to talk about those insecurities because that's mm-hmm. how you can encourage each other in those moments where you notice the insecurity in that, in your spouse or in yeah. your, in your future partner. And like, you notice that and you'll be like, Hey, you know, we've had many moments like that. And I remember, I think, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast no. of that first like discussion that we had at the mall. In oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the food court, like, you said something, and it came off kind of mean, and I was really hurt by it. Uh-huh. And I was hurt by it for many minutes, probably, like, half an hour. <laughs> and we sat down to have lunch, to have dinner, and you said, hey, look at me. And I looked at you, and you said, I am not your father. I am not your grandfather. I'm not your uncle. I am not your uncle. I'm not your ex-boyfriend. I am me. Mm-hmm. I'm your husband, and I did not intentionally hurt you like other people had in the past, you yeah. know? So that was really eye-opening, I think, for me, and I know it was for you, too, mm-hmm. um, to see that that was a way that you could help me in my insecurities and in being able to say, like, hey, wake up. Come <laughs> out of the fog. Hello. This well, is real life when now. You, when you're feeling those emotions, like, it just rapidly coming at you. You don't ever like, oh, well, let me think about these clearly. Right. Let me stop and really get on the other side of it. It's just happening. Yeah. All at the same time. And then you need that distance. Unfortunately, you don't always get that distance when the other person is always there. Right. Like in marriage. Right. Um, We spend, like, if I'm not at work and you're not at work or like at the gym or whatever, we're together. Right. Like, we're hardly ever not together. So, if you hurt my feelings, well, you're laying in the bed right next to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. If I hurt your feelings, I'm sitting on the couch and you're, like, in the kitchen. <laughs> you know? Uh, you don't get the... I don't want to call it, like, a benefit of distance, but, like, you really have to learn how to process through that stuff faster so that you don't turn around and hurt the other person and i mean neither of us are exactly perfect at that right we've gotten better at it over the years though we have um but it's still it's a constant struggle Mm -hmm. with yourself yeah right um you're on you're on instagram live that's what i'm doing uh you're just holding the phone in front of me so (laughs) Uh, and the other thing that, that after the 19th was there were no journal entries for four days. I know. I after you got home. Well, I had to process, like, 
all of that being away from you. <coughs> what were you thinking or feeling during that time? Because you didn't tell us. No, I didn't. In your journal. I was so mad because you picked me up from the airport. Okay, let's talk about that. Well, we that's the next that's next week because we don't even get to the part. Oh wait, yeah, we did. We got to the part yeah, where you picked me up. Yeah. Well, you picked me up from the airport, and I remember being at the top of the escalator, coming down and seeing you, and crying the whole way down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then getting in the car, and I couldn't hug you. I couldn't. It was terrible. Yeah, and then we went out with friends, and I couldn't even like. Be upset because I had to be happy around everybody. Because mm-hmm. if not, then everybody was going to start asking me, like, what's going on? What's and wrong? then you were going to cry. Right. Lose so, it. Yeah, we didn't want to do that. So, and, you know, that was a, a what Saturday. Day? It was a Saturday. Then we had church, church on Sunday. The next day. And then I worked on Monday. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Oh, we had um, the band, high school band, mm-hmm. on Monday. Yeah. And, I, and then Tuesday, we didn't do anything. Right. So. You know, it's not like I had a whole lot of time to, like, journal <laughs> after i just come back from vacation. So. All right. So, yeah. And I guess that's the end of Instagram uh, Live today. I see Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Bye, Carrie. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Look. Hi. I think that's winter. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Winter. All right. Bye. Thank you. That was episode 20. Episode 20. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) We're done with those journal entries and done talking about them. Um, So, thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to our podcast. We were on Instagram Live today. I think I want to try to do that every once in a while. I don't like like just, it. It's cool because then people sure. can see you talking. I don't have Instagram, so it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Because, well, you know, my picture's on there, our picture's on there. They're exceptional, apparently. They are. I always get fun <laughs> emails from spammers who say, your your account is superior. From Sweden. <laughs> I think it's great. But anyway, so thank you so much for coming back and listening to the podcast. This was episode 20. We're so excited to actually be on episode 20. I know. And um, we'll we'll be back next Sunday with a new episode. Until then, if you have any stories that you want to share with us, we'd love to hear about how you met your significant other. Yeah. um, How you knew it was love. And we want to be able to share some of those on on the podcast as well. So drop if you want to send email. that, drop mm-hmm. us an email. So this is love at yahoo.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook. So this is love podcast. You can find us on Instagram. So this is love podcast. You can also find us on Twitter. So this is love 10. And if you are listening to us on iTunes, we know you have uh, various means of listening to this podcast. Um, please rate and review us. That's, uh, it gets the word out to the people around, um, who are actually listening to podcasts as well. Uh, helps them find us. Uh, we wanted to talk really quickly about the CrossFit Open. It's over! It's over. It's done. Uh, Leslie completed the last one, what, Saturday? Monday. Monday. I finished. It's last Monday. It's on Monday. And you know, I didn't do the CrossFit Open because I'm the fittest person on earth. I'm, the, I'm like, I wasn't last. When I looked at the leaderboard, I wasn't last. 
But I did it to push myself. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And it really challenged me. Like, it challenged me emotionally. So, um, but I'm, I'm really glad that it's over. Thank you for praying for Leslie. <laughs> it was very welcome. I started uh, this last week at the gym again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so be praying for me and my broken body. Thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye.